0: From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Wake up wake
1: up, wake up. wake up, wake up, Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One ball. Corner Pocket. Now here's Warchant.com's Aslan on of Andy and Corey Clark. Wake up. What is up, everybody? It's Wake Up Warchant, presented by the Corner Pocket bar and grill coming up on today's show geography or matchup what's driving your thoughts on where you want florida state to be come playoff time jerry depala from the pittsburgh tribune review gives us some thoughts on the Pitt panther program in light of the disarray from this past weekend and an over under contest but you got to be a member of the ultimate seminal sports source to get involved wake up war champ presented by the corner pocket bar and grill tallahassee florida 2475 Appalachian parkway CPTallybar.com QR code takes you right to the website, but you're here to listen to me, read the menu. So I'll do that right now. Friday's lunch special, the chicken strip basket, hand-breaded chicken strips served with a dipping sauce of your choice or tossed in a sauce of your choosing only eight ninety nine with a side dish of your choice. It's all over the corner, pocket bar and grill. Any live music going down on Friday that we know about Corey, but maybe not.
2: I don't know. Okay. Take your chances, gang. Even if there's not live music, there's a jukebox that works.
1: And there's darts and there's mm. pool. Yep. Uh, good food, mm. TVs, mm. the whole thing. Corner pocket, bar and grill. Warchant.com, the ultimate seminal sports source. Five-star rating and review, please hit the thumbs up. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Be one of the growing numbers, throngs of people that subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's it's always a, a good good time over there lots of content going your way but all the good stuff is over at warchant.com so be sure you subscribe to that Corey clark here per usual Corey, how are you, friend trust you're well buddy.
2: yeah i'm well. good thanks for asking
1: all right um i don't think you remember but i i, I needed a favor from you mm-hmm. that's all i was going to ask you on the- I, yeah yeah okay. i remember all right so the favor is i guess we're going to start making this a staple of our friday show um uh, sorry i apologize we're gonna do the over unders. We're not gonna like we're not gonna talk about it a lot, but we're just gonna let people know about it. You gotta be a, a subscriber to to enter this contest. It's over on the tribal council. Takes it to a Google quiz thread uh, form, and you fill it out. And if you win, you get a twenty five dollar gift card to Garnet and Gold. And we'll let you know who the winner is on Monday show and what numbers hit. I like to do six. I'll come with a tiebreaker, Corey. But like, give me give me six props or maybe three props, and I'll give you three props. and You can give me the number for it, but uh for over under contest involving Florida State playing Pitt um give me give me some stuff that you're thinking about that would be good for a, a contest of this nature. Let's see. Please.
2: Over under do-span kick return yards.
1: Okay. I'm going to
2: say 50.5.
1: Okay. I like that. Okay, that's that's we haven't done anything like that yet uh under my watch. Second okay. one, give me another one, friend.
2: I'm going to say uh Over, under, touches, touches for Lawrence Feely. Okay. And I'm going to say five and a half.
1: Ooh, I like that. I like that. All right, how about a third?
2: Over, under, sacks for the Florida State defense. And I'm going to say three and a half.
1: All right. Um, What about, what if I said Jordan Travis passing yards what's a good number you think uh
2: 280 280 I think it's a good number 280.5
1: two yeah. all right what do you think if I said halftime margin
2: hmm. spreads 22 how about over under 13 and
1: a half Ooh. that's a big number all yeah. right um and then the last one um Combined yardage Keon Coleman, Johnny Wilson receiving
2: over under one 22 and a half.
1: Okay, there we go. I'll have a tiebreaker involved as well. Go to WordChant.com's tribal council. Got to be a subscriber to enter. You get a $25 gift card to Garnet and gold. They're the best quite literally. Back to the uh, Renegade Express mailbag uh, as part of your Friday program, everybody. Thanks for being here. Appreciate the heck out of all of y'all. Jenga Lang says, wake up, fellas. I know it's been a fun talking point in regards to the playoff rankings, but I think the most critical aspect of this conversation should be what scenario gets Florida State to the Sugar Bowl. Yeah. Florida State will have a ton of fans who would be willing to drive over and provide an LSU game-type environment. Yep. If Florida State were to go to the Rose Bowl, I think a big portion of people would probably hold out for Houston. Even if we have to play Georgia, I would rather be in New Orleans playing Georgia. What say you? Agree with all of oh, it. Oh, I'm not there. Not Georgia. Ag- nope.
2: nope. Agree with all of it. Um, I just think the problem is, in regards to the question, it's hard to know the scenarios right now. Like, when Michigan beats Ohio State, if they beat Ohio State, now that they don't have a sign stealer, McGee, uh, will, they, will they leapfrog Georgia? and go to 1 or does Georgia go to 1 if Michigan beats Ohio State and does Florida State move up to 3 and Georgia's 1, Florida State's 3, Ohio State's 2, or Michigan's 2. Well, they're going to choose the Rose Bowl. So, I don't even know what to root for right now, honestly. I guess you'd want these all these three teams to lose so then Florida State can be number 1 in the poll and choose their own location.
1: I'm less concerned with location, more with like matchup. I don't I don't I don't want Georgia. No. No thank you.
2: I no, think might him, have to get him anyway. Well, I'll he take him. we well ch- get him there. I'll
1: take him the champ. I don't want Kirby to have three weeks to think about ways to hurt Jordan Travis. Just just not not a fan of that. If it, I love New Orleans though, but not at the cost, not at the expense of that. I think LA is kind of cool too though. So a little bit biased there, but I get it. I get it. You know, selfishly, not even selfishly, like more Florida State fans in a stadium helps the team out. I get it. More likely yeah. that happening in New Orleans.
2: It's also Uh, better for the fans. They quite frankly got screwed. They got screwed nine years ago. It was ridiculous. They had to go out to California for a second straight year. It was ridiculous. They were the flipping four seed or the three seed, whatever they were, the three seed in the the stupid uh, playoff when they were the only undefeated team. So I I, I think it would be better for Florida State um, to be in New Orleans. And I think it would be much better for us in our company and for my travel habits to be in New Orleans. (laughs)
1: All right. Anon one six nine one one five zero eight four four.
2: We got bots. We can't answer questions from bots, Aslan. All right.
1: Next question. Mm. Uh, just kidding. With the emergence of Zarya Thomas, do you think this might be a good time to tinker with Renardo as a slot corner? Do you real quick? Do you think we've had it? Has Chat GPT formulated a question on the Renegade Express yet? Do you think? Like, has anybody gone to Chat GPT that's a Florida State fan and been like? Make a question for a podcast asking about Florida State having to play Miami, and it spit out this question.
2: I hope not, but now you just gave people an idea to do it.
1: I, c- I think we can see through it.
2: Oh, okay. Well, that sounded like a challenge. So we're, <laughs> not, we're not going to be able to, and they're going to laugh at us.
1: Uh, with the emergence of Azaria, do you think it might be a good time to tinker with Renardo as the slot corner? With Xavier Restrepo and Ricky Pearsall, our rivals clear number one options at slot. Azarie and Fentrell could seemingly handle their lesser outside options. Getting Renardo closer to the ball would play into his physicality defending the run game. Could also boost Renardo's NFL stock, showing off a hybrid type flexibility. What say you? BTW, by the way, this is actually longtime WarChamp member Knoll 86 from Brandon. The site gave me a new call sign when I renewed. I haven't been able to switch it back. Help with that would be appreciated.
2: Sure, Anonymous. <laughs> one, seven, five, three. Yeah, sure, you have a name. J.R.
1: Null 86. Yeah, or, come yeah. on, man.
2: Uh, it's, it's a fair question, but no, I think in this instance, you think you have one of the best corners in the country at his position, keep him there. Um, and, and uh, you know, Jarien Jones has played well. I get it that you would want your best guy on their best guys, but I just think tinkering at this point, when you're eight zero and uh, you know your defense is playing well, I don't know that you introduce something that drastic to them. But all those points are very good points because Restrepo is a problem, and uh, and the kid Pearsall at Florida is by far their best offensive player. He's a problem too. So I get the I get the idea. I just I don't know if they'd be willing to do that this late in the season.
1: By the way, support at warchant.com. I think they'll they'll pass you on to somebody to, at on three that can then get your name changed if you are who you say you are. Right. Random underscore John. Good morning, guys. The superhero duo, WarChant, Aslon and Corey, Corey and Aslan. Speaking of superheroes, what's the deal with the defensive second half scheduling, huh? Are our Seminoles purposely full purposefully sandbagging in the first half only to crush it in the home stretch? It's like the old blank man strategy. Look unassuming at first, but then surprise them all with nunchucks. Mm. You know, like blank man and other guy rushing in when you least expect it. Side question. If you had superpowers, what would they be? Corey can't use sarcasm as his final answer.
2: I already have that. And is he talking about, are she blank man? The Damon Wayans movie? <laughs> That is a crazy reference. It's obscure. <laughs> it's old. It was not a good movie. It's crazy that that was in there. If that's the uh, and I saw it. I saw it in the theater. Oh it made me laugh God. a couple times. Yeah, yeah. I was a huge Damon Wayans fan, man. He was really funny yeah. as a, In Living Color.
1: In Living Color was amazing. Yeah, man, man, he
2: was the guy. Not yeah. Jim Carrey. Yeah. Damon Wayans was the guy. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, I don't even remember the question. I was so thrown off by the uh by the S- blank strategy. Man.
1: Have, have they been sandbagging? Has oh, a Florida State defense sandbagging in the first half.
2: No, and I mean, look, they did very well against uh, uh, against Wake in the first half. They gave up one run and then a little pass after that, and that was it. No, they're not. I, I think they are good at adjusting. I think they are good at in the in the moment or at halftime figuring out what an offense is trying to do and reacting to it positively. But no, no there's no sandbag. I know that wasn't probably even a real question, but uh, they they I think it should be celebrated how good they've been in the second half because until. Uh, you know, they gave up one touchdown to Wake in the second half. Um, but other than that, that was the first touchdown they'd given up in the second half in a month. Mm. That's pretty remarkable.
1: Mark down in Naples, M. Adam CZ, wake up. Number four in the college football playoff rankings? Florida State's the most balanced football team in America. All three phases, elite offense, very good defense, very good special teams. And unlike Michigan and Georgia, Florida State has more quality wins. Correct. Correct. But if we went out, we should finish one or two going into the playoff. Hopefully a game in New Orleans. Go Knowles.
2: See, Mark speaks for all of us. New Orleans is where we want to be. New Orleans is where we want to be. It's just too hard to get to L.A. New Year's Eve in L.A.? Mm. Come on, man. That's no fun. No. Uh, Are we going to watch a Clippers game? Uh. Hey, congrats to them for getting James Harden, by the way. That's going to turn the franchise around. That guy is all about winning. He's just all about (laughs) winning. That's all that guy cares about. Really, really well done, Clippers.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm not there, man. I can't feign angst with being number four. I thought they were going to be fourth. I thought... I get it. You know, resume... Listen, again, the way this sport has been for such a long time, brand, not brands, but, like, your reputation matters. Like, Georgia, what they have done with Kirby has been ridiculous. Michigan's been in the playoff the last two years. They look like they probably can do that again. Um, they get a little bit of benefit of the doubt. So... I would put them ahead of Florida state. I just would. And Ohio state has two quality wins. Florida state has one. Florida state's quality win is probably better than each individual of those two, but two is bigger than one. Yeah, And
2: and nothing is egregious about it. Nine years ago, it was egregious and I screamed it from the mountaintops. This is absurd. What are you doing to our sport? Uh, But uh, this is not egregious. It's four undefeated teams, put them in a hat, who's better, who's had the better season. It's all its all subjective, and uh, there's no real formula for it. But luckily, there are four spots now instead of two. So you're not trying to creep in the top two. There is a playoff. So as long as you're in the top four, you'll be fine.
1: Yeah, and seeing so real quick, too, back to the question about New Orleans. Like, if it ended right now, I would love it. I'd rather play Ohio State in Pasadena than play Michigan or Georgia in New Orleans. So, you know... I, I, the crazy thing is, I don't think Ohio State is the best out of these four teams.
2: No, they're not. I don't think so either. I mean, yeah. they have the the worst quarterback of the four. I think. Yes, uh, they, they have yes. a good defense, but that offense is nothing special. Even with the superstar freak out wide, yeah. No, I, I don't think you're scared of Ohio State. Nope. Um, but you, if you're thinking you have to beat Georgia anyway or Michigan anyway, you might as well play them in New Orleans, where it's like a bowl game, where you have half the crowd. Mm. And then get and if you win that, then you get Ohio State and Houston.
1: Oh, uh, let's package these two questions turbo no 75 it's a defensive related question and who's the other one grumpy our guy grumpy bk defensive minded questions turbo no 75 says he's a long time subscriber he drinks the luna and takes a shot of iron energy for lunch there we go Uh, as long as we take care of business beating the remaining teams on the schedule we will be fine my question is why is this fan base so hard on adam fuller he has done a good job this season go knolls Grumpy BK says, I want to preface this by saying I love what I'm seeing from the defense and the secondary the past two weeks, but why does it seemingly take six games for the secondary to figure out the defensive scheme? It was almost exactly the same story, I guess, last year is what he's trying to say. Good news is we've got eight wins behind us, and we're clicking. Let's go handle Pitt this week.
2: There you go. I would push back a little bit on the take six weeks. I mean, the, the defense has been good all year. Um you know, they gave up some big chunk plays, ridiculous plays against Boston College. Uh, LSU, I, I mean, look, man, they played well against LSU. Look mm-hmm. what LSU's done to everybody else. Like, they didn't do that to Florida State. Like, Florida State played well in that game. Yeah, they gave up a 60-yard pass on the first play, because why wouldn't you? But uh, but other than that, I thought they played uh, pretty darn well uh, against LSU. I think their worst game by far was against Boston College. Uh, gave that kid too many easy throws, too many layup throws. It got his confidence going. And then against Clemson, I thought they were uh, mediocre in the first half. But since that Clemson game, so that was halftime of week four, I think they've been exceptional, the secondary. I just think they've played well. They haven't given up a touchdown pass in a month. Knock on wood. Well, the month's over. So they went through all of October. I don't have to knock on wood without giving up a touchdown pass. They've they've done well. Um, they're not incredible, but they're good. And that's kind of the prism I look at it. They're going to give up yards. They're going to give up some points. They're not a bunch of Jalen Ramseys out there, but they're good. Hmm. And but and then as as Adam Fuller, look man, I think it's defensive coordinators. This is the, the your lot in life, man. <laughs> like it just is. You know, people are always going to be upset unless you're at Georgia. People are always going to be upset with the defensive coordinator. I I can promise you, uh, Alabama fans were upset after that Texas game you know, maybe not Clemson fans, their defense has been pretty good, but they might even be wondering like, why do we keep single covering four when they're playing Florida state, have a safety over the top. So everybody's got issues with the defensive coordinator. It's just their lot in life. That's, that's the, that's the, that's the sport. That's the job. Um, and it's always the most maligned. I think it's always the most maligned. Uh, oh, well, offensive coordinator too. If you're in Iowa, it's always the most maligned job on a team is the D defense coordinator, or offensive coordinator. And, It's really hard to stop offenses in 2023, so the defensive coordinators feel the brunt. But I think most Florida State fans would agree Adam Fuller has done a good job at Florida State. He's done a good job. I I don't know that he's Buddy Ryan. I don't know that he's a defensive mastermind, but he has done a good job, especially when you consider what this defense was when he took over. It Mm -hmm. is a competent good. I'd say he's like Stoopsian. Remember how Stoops hmm. turned an awful defense into a pretty darn good one? Yes. I, I feel like Fuller's done that. You know, it would let, with not as good of players, quite frankly. Like, he doesn't have a Bjorn Werner. I mean, he does with Burst. But that 2012 defense had Xavier Rhodes and Bjorn Werner, Vince Williams, uh, LaMarcus Joyner, Terrence Br- It had all these NFL dudes. Mario Ed- It had a ton of NFL dudes in 2012. I don't know that Florida State has that kind of top-end talent on this defense, but it's still playing Almost as well, not quite, but reasonable facsimile. Well,
1: Sorry, so that was a long no, one. I know we're trying no, to get through this. No, it was good. It was good. We got plenty of time. Plenty of time. Jaronol, fifteen eighteen. This is an interesting question. All right. Uh, who is a surer lock to make the respective playoff? This year's FSU team or next year's FSU team?
2: That is a good question. Is uh, it this year's? Yes, I love yes. you,
1: Jaronol, but there isn't
2: because of the twelve. And
1: the thought, oh, being, that's right. Sorry, Jared. Yeah, Apologize. Yeah, Love you. Cause it goes to 12 teams. So the thought being,
2: if you're, if you're a two loss ACC team, um, you're probably one loss, two loss. If you're a two loss ACC team, you've got yourself a, a real chance to get in, especially if you win the conference, um, which Florida state would, I mean, I don't know if they'll be picked to win the conference, but they'll be picked high. Um, but I would still say this team. Uh, in fact, I absolutely I would say this team because we have no idea what next team's going. to – We don't know who the quarterback's going to be, who the receivers are going to be, uh, who the what the defensive line will look like. They lose so much off this year's team. We 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 expect that they'll replenish, but are they going to replenish with, uh, you know, a Renardo Green at corner and a Verse at, at defensive end and a Fisk and a Lovett and a uh you know a Jordan Travis a Jaheem Bell
1: Keon two Coleman. receivers.
2: Yeah. I mean. Trey Benson, perhaps like all these people can come back except Jordan. But I mean, what's the likelihood? So I would say this year's team, you are five wins away. You are going to be favored in all five games. Double digit favorite, probably in four. It's set up perfectly for you if you can just go take care of business.
1: This would have been a really good question, I think, after the Boston college game. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, we're now we're eight. and 0 you've made it through all your you know, your real tough challenges, seemingly, at least, you know, the ranked ones. Um, and you probably didn't feel all that great maybe after the Boston College game. But, yeah, you're 8-0 and here. You're, you're, you know, you're two-thirds of the way there. But I get it. There's, you know, there's more spots open next year. But, yeah, man, there's what is, more
2: runway. There's a, The margin for error is greater yeah, next but year.
1: Man, what is this roster going to look like? You know, I, yeah. I had a moment at practice the other day where I was just looking at that team. and I'm like, man, if if he leaves and he leaves and he leaves and he leaves and he leaves, I know they're going to go get guys that are going to try to replace them. But man, like do not, not that the coaching staff is, but like more or less like telling myself, maybe try to tell you folks like do not at any point take this season for granted and, right. and think that like, this is the new normal. We hope it is. Certainly we hope it is we'll leaving Pasadena January 7th or whatever in 2014. We thought that was a new normal and it was not. So let's just let's live in the moment. Let's live in the here and now. Let's go to the playoff now. Let's go to Island Chief. Wake up. 8 0. Headed to pit. That's what it's supposed to look like. Last season, arguably, last season, comma, arguably in 2021, our best football began in late in that season. Is that what we should expect this season? And we okay. kind of talked about this yesterday about, you know, peaking, I guess, playing your best, your best ball, etc.
2: Yeah. And I think, you know, Norvell was asked about it uh, during his, I think Monday press conference, he was asked about like why his teams play better traditionally, even going back to Memphis, why his teams play better in November. Um, And I don't remember his answer. So go watch it. Um, I think, you know, his whole, his answer had to do with, well, you know, that's the point. That's what we're always trying to do is get better as the season goes on because they, and Fuller said, it's the consistency of the message. Like, Norvell never changes and we can attest to that. We go to most of the practices. That dude is the same on August 7th as he is on October 30th. He is the same person. He's the same if they've just lost to Jacksonville State or if they just beat LSU. So the consistency of the message and the work it stays. It doesn't waver, it doesn't dip because he that's that's how he kind of runs the program. Um, so I think just the, the reps, the current the work over and over and over again, the even the kind of the um, even keel, I think is as the ga- as the season goes on, that shows up more. Uh, you are better prepared because you're used to preparing. You are better coached because you're used to being coached. Uh, you're, you're getting real reps. They don't do a, I mean they, they obviously they do a lot of scout team work, but every game, every practice, I mean every day, they do good on good. Like they go hard at each other. For a few periods just to keep the body fresh and, and not kind of coast. So they did. De- it's just not a program built on coasting. Hmm. They're always trying to get better. And I think that's what you could say the last two years. Again, we'll see what this looks like in 2023 because this year's different quite honestly than 2021 and 2022 2021. You went into the last three or four games of the season, hoping to get bowl eligible last year you went into the season hoping the last month of the season hoping to get ranked. This mm. year, you're going into the last month of the season hoping to go play for a national championship. So the expectations are a little different. The weight is a little greater. Let's see what that looks like, if that affects them at all. I don't think it will, but I don't know for sure because we've never seen these players deal with pressure like this.
1: To be on the safe side, maybe we should give them some vitamin energy focus mm. plus. It's got energy yeah. with benefits. Multi-purpose drink. Energy, vitamins giving you the focus you need to get through your day and get maybe even more than one percent better with 260 milligrams of all natural caffeine on your side. vitaminenergy.com. That's the website. The promo code is WordChamp BOGO, WordCamp B-O-G-O. You buy one, you get one free. That's how it works. Courtesy of our friends over there. They're Florida alums. They love the program. And apparently they like you because they're they're giving their product away for free when you buy one. It's incredible. Uh, check them out over on the website, vitaminenergy.com. And don't forget, the War Chant Rap is presented by Vitamin Energy. Ira will be in Pittsburgh. Corey will be in Parts Unknown, but they'll come together.
2: Yeah, how are we going to do that?
1: I think the way you guys did Boston College. He okay, was... but
2: you weren't you weren't there in Boston with him. So are you going to film him? No, and... he's
1: just going to be going to pretend I'm not there. He's just going to be on the computer. Oh, okay, all yeah. right, okay. Listen, you and I were together in Louisville, and you still you did it over the computer with Ira last year. Remember? I forgot about
2: that. What a great win!
1: Yeah. looking
2: back at that, that was a that was a fantastic win for this program. Yeah,
1: it's always a fantastic win when you get free stuff. VitaminEnergy.com. Amen. Use that promo code WarchampBogo. Bogo. Let's talk to Jerry DePaula, the Pittsburgh Tribune Review, giving us some thoughts on the Pitt Panthers and the Knolls right after this. Welcome back in Wake Up War champs. presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. It is pit week, so we turn to the sage of the pit Panthers from the Pittsburgh Tribune Review. Jerry DePaula joining us here on the program. Jerry, thanks for taking time out. How are things up north? Doing great. Uh, trip
0: Live is keeping me
1: busy. <laughs> nice.
0: And so is Pat Narduzzi.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. All right, let's get to that one then, uh, Jerry. We, we've talked about it here on the show just you know, I thought the comments after Saturday's game uh, wasn't inflammatory or derogatory to anybody, really. Um, But apparently in today's day and age, it wasn't interpreted that way. Several players went to social media, um, apparently felt offended by what coach said after that uh, defeat to Notre Dame. He cleared the air on Monday. Um, you know, I don't know how much you're able to tell by body language, but just what is the feeling you think around the program? Was, was that may culpa? Uh, from Coach Narduzzi on Monday. Enough, or is there still maybe some concerns about whether these guys will continue to play hard for Coach?
0: Well, I, it's something we probably won't know in, in, until we see how they how they react on on Saturday afternoon against Florida State. I mean, right now the, the players we talked to, uh, it wasn't it wasn't even an issue to them at this point. You know, it, it might have been an issue to some guys, you know, Saturday night. But you know, Narduzzi actually, when he got on the plane to come back from South Bend after the game, he immediately started walking up and down the aisle. You know, talking to players about what he said because he said he felt bad about it. He even told us on Monday and then he, before Monday, on Sunday at a regular team meeting, he apologized in front of the entire team. Uh, he said it didn't, didn't come out the way he intended. Uh, and he said that uh, we just, the loss was bad enough, but when the head coach you know, makes a comment like that, uh, it makes you, as quote, to quote him, sick to your stomach. And he said he got very little sleep Saturday night when he got home. Uh, and, and then, you know, he, we asked him uh, on Monday. We said, uh, if that wasn't, if, you, if that isn't what you intended to say, what did you intend to say? Well, he really didn't answer that question. He didn't want to get into the details of it. Uh, hopefully, he hopes he hopes it'll blow over. Uh, you know, maybe it will. Uh, whether it's going to change the outcome of Saturday's game, I'm not sure, you know, anything's going to do that, with, with as well as Florida State is playing and as poorly as Pitt is playing. How many times do you see a home team, I'd uh, be a 21-and-a-half-point underdog. Uh, I, I think that, you know, right now, Pitt and Arduzzi is I was hoping that they can just forget about it. Who knows what happened in the offseason, though? Maybe some players won't forget. Who knows? Hmm.
1: You know, the perception, at least for me, uh, seems to be that, you know, Patton Narduzzi is a real fiery guy. Uh, the players love to play for him, though. He's one of those guys that just seems to connect to his players. We spoke to MJ Devonshire at ACC kickoff, and, you know, he just spoke about how much he loves playing for Coach Narduzzi. I mean, being around him for so long, I mean, do you think he has the ability to at least tap into it the damage control that he did do could maybe almost be like a blessing in disguise, silver line to where he could reconnect with these guys and and get them reset and refocused the rest of the season?
0: well, i'm not I'm not sure he he was disconnected from these players at all uh, this season. as bad as the season is gone. I think they were still playing hard for him. Uh, in second half of that Notre Dame game, you know, things are a little bit listless, you know, uh, you know by by some players, I think. but um that that's when it's 58 to seven or or whatever it was, you know, in the fourth quarter there, you can, you can sort of uh, count on something like that happening, but uh, you know, let's, let's see how they play on Saturday. I I think it it could be a problem with some guys uh, who maybe aren't playing a whole lot. Uh, Maybe they'll they'll take it to, take it to mean that maybe I should get out of here and go somewhere else. Transfer portal was so easy these days for guys to go into sometimes, you know, it doesn't happen at Pitt all, all, all the time but you know if a coach looks at a guy wrong once you know sometimes the guy oh I'm going into the portal now the coach doesn't like me but whether some players are going to say that or not who knows let's see how what what two and six turns into you know if two and six turns into you know six and six which would be almost a miracle things will be different but if it turns into three and nine then Narduzzi may have more problems on his hands
1: call me crazy here, Jerry. I I watched like the first quarter and a half of the Notre Dame game. I wasn't going to sit and watch the entire thing, but I wanted to do some research. I know Christian Vayner now is the quarterback. I don't know if that's the way we pronounce it, but that's the way that- uh, Veyer. 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 Chris Collinsworth. Yeah, he was saying uh, Vayner, and I'm like, all right, I guess is what we're going to do. So uh, I just did what Jack Collinsworth did, but for the better part of a quarter and a half, man, like, Pitt hung with Notre Dame. Uh, I mean, defensively, they still played really hard. They traded two interceptions. I know that special teams touchdown early might have been a little bit of a a jab at them, but they still continue to fight hard. And they've got some playmakers on the outside, and and, Sibo Flemingster is a a pretty good running back. What hasn't kind of added up for the offense? And, And do you think that final score maybe wasn't really indicative of where Pitt is and where they can be?
0: Well, I think it's indicative of where Pitt is right now. Uh, you know, I think a big problem, you know, with, with this team is the offensive line. Uh, the, the five guys they had lining up on Saturday in the starting lineup against Notre Dame, they, they uh, comprised a six different configuration of an offensive line in eight games this year. Just uh, two experienced guys, Ryan Jacoby and uh, Matt Gonsalve. He's one of the best tackles in, in the ACC. They lost those guys for the season. Uh, Jake Cradle was just coming back. But he played guard when he was playing center before he got hurt. Uh, so they, they have a, a, a true freshman in there at right guard and Terrence Enos at right tackle who had actually taken only five total snaps in his entire career before he lined up against Notre Dame. So uh, the offensive line is in a shambles right now. I don't think it's going to get any better. Uh, you know, maybe with experience it will. But uh, in, in, in five days from now, they've got to get a whole lot better. That's uh, it's probably not going to happen, but uh, they do have some playmakers. And, you know, but MJ Devonshire, you know, you mentioned him, uh, you know, he's been one of the best players on the team. You know, he makes those splash plays, uh, those big pick sixes that he always comes up with. He fielded a punt on the five-yard line and fumbled it into the end zone, gave them an easy touchdown. Uh, you know, the punt return, they had guys in position to make a tackle. It was a very good punt, but the guys just missed tackles and it turned into a, into a touchdown. It sort of turned the momentum of that game. And, uh, you know, Christian Veyer is an inexperienced quarterback. Uh, you know, he doesn't have a whole lot of weapons around him. I, I think Bub Means and Kenetta Mumfield are decent wide receivers, decent. They, they deserve to be power five wide receivers. But, uh, you know, nothing special. This team is, you know, this is the second season now. They still haven't replaced that, that Kenny Pickett-Jordan Addison connection they had in 2021. And, and that's been a big problem. They lost Izzy Abadacanda. You know, they're one of the top running backs. You got the ACC in rushing last year. <clears throat> and, and Sebo has played okay. Uh, and Rodney Hammond has played maybe even less than okay. Uh, they really haven't replaced their, their, their uh, running back position. And defensively, they have a lot of young guys playing linebacker, too. And that turned out to be, you know, that, that has turned out to be you know, problematic all season. Uh, but they they did come up and play a good game against Louisville. And I, you know, right now, I would think that Louisville might have the best chance to play Florida State in the ACC championship game, the way things are going. So uh, Pitt is what it is, and it's, n- it's not going to get any better before the end of the season. They have a lot of young guys in the lineup. Maybe it'll help f- for next year, but it's not going to help probably in time for Saturday's game.
1: I'm not. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to sell the game, Jerry. But man, I I don't know. I've been a little bit bored watching Florida State uh, beat up on some of these teams the past few weeks. So I was trying to think that maybe, um, you know, Pitt would be able to provide well, some resistance here. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think they will. You know, like you said, they did put up some resistance against Notre Dame with the interceptions. But they know Sam Hartman so well. You know, Sam Hartman was the quarterback at Wake Forest two years ago when when Pitt beat him in the championship game uh you know four interceptions i believe and five sacks mm-hmm. so maybe they, they you know they knew a little bit about him and that helped a little bit uh but that only goes so far especially when you don't have much of a roster and what pat Narduzzi said after the game about we haven't re- re- replaced the, the big stars we had he wasn't you know he wasn't wrong i mean this team is clearly not nearly as good as a 21 team and not nearly as good as a 22 team that won nine games uh you know whether that's recruiting or injuries. I think it's a, it's a combination of both. And, uh, and then that's, they just have to live with it. And, uh, you know, the hope is, you know, among the coaches and in the fans is that uh, the guys getting experience this year, will be able to take that into next year.
1: Yeah. It does feel like this is probably a one-off Jerry, would you say, or is this maybe endemic of problems, uh, that might follow the, the program here if they can't get nipped in the bud?
0: Well, I, I think it's, it depends on the quarterback. You know, the quarterback is the most important guy on the team, and if Christian Veyer turns out to be uh, a quarterback they can count on, another guy who threw four interceptions against Notre Dame uh, and, and also struggled uh, when he played the second half against North Carolina, uh, yeah, I, I think that that'll be the, that'll be, uh, the, the uh, deciding factor as far as them recovering next season. If Veyer has a good offseason – and Pitt can go into the portal and, you know, find some uh, some weapons around him, and they can fortify that offensive line. If they go into the portal, I think they need to go into the portal for offensive linemen because, I mean, they're young. and But, uh, you know, usually offensive linemen take two or three years to develop. And they're playing guys you know, right now that haven't played before this season. Not even – who weren't even starters in in August at training camp. So uh, that's been a big problem. They've already got, got to go out and get some veteran offensive linemen in the offseason, just like – you know, you just like NFL free agency. Go out and get some guys that can help you right now. Not so much, you know, uh, high school kids coming in as freshmen.
1: Yeah, that's what Mike Norvell's done. Uh, it's worked out real well, so um, it's quite a blueprint to follow. A couple of things. I'll Norvell, go oh, go he, ahead. He made his bones.
0: In, he made his bones in Pittsburgh when Todd <laughs> Graham staff in 2011. We, we called him the boy wonder. You know, he he was a smart guy. He was co offensive coordinator, wide receivers coach. Uh, we we always thought that he was destined for bigger things
1: yeah we asked him uh, the other day after practice uh, about his time at pittsburgh he says it was very short-lived but uh made a, a, an impact on him and who he is but uh he just simply uh didn't have employment for him there any longer and had employment elsewhere and he had to take the employment elsewhere
0: he was the best coach on that staff i'll give him
1: that for sure at 2011 staff
0: yeah
1: uh could you bless us with a game prediction with a score prediction Jared? Oh. chance
0: oh geez i don't know um how about uh, how about this? How about uh, 17-10 at halftime, and 35-13 at the end of the game?
1: Okay. All right, we'll take that. That'll my cover pre- the point spread, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. There we go. That's that's of interest to our listeners. Uh, this will be my <laughs> first time up in Pittsburgh. I got a good friend who lives up there, so he's going to take care of me. But you got any recommendations for first-time folks and other Florida State fans that are going to be in town? Uh, got to go to Permanis, right? That's you know, what with, they say, right? Does it live French up fries to that? French
0: fries on the sandwich. Oh. Yeah. And coleslaw on the sandwich. Absolutely. Uh, if you good, and, and also, if you want to have breakfast, Pamela's. Look for, look for Pamela's in the Strip District. Nice breakfast.
1: Big Three breakfast though, guy. You'll have time for that one. Big breakfast Big guy you're breakfast. talking to, you, Jerry. Big breakfast guy. So. There you go. You'll love Pamela's then. Appreciate that. Jerry DePaul of the Pittsburgh Tribune interview joining us here on Wake Up Orchamp. Thanks, Jerry. Appreciate you. Thank you. MyBookie.ag, you can bet anything, anytime, anywhere. And when you use the promo code WORCHANT, you get an instant cash deposit bonus if you're a first-time customer. Live casino, live in-game betting, futures also out there for you. Heisman, National Championship, and the like. But most of you already have your Heisman and National Championship picks locked because we told you in August what this was going to look like. Lots of interesting games out there this coming weekend. We already went over our big games in yesterday's show. Clemson getting three at home against Notre Dame. Interesting, interesting games that did not make the cut for me as well, though. Uh, Bedlam, Bedlam, yeah. Stillwater, Oklahoma State getting six against Oklahoma. I don't think Oklahoma is like the we're getting off the mat and we're gonna we're gonna show everybody how bad they were. Not that they're gonna fold, but I think I think Mike Gundy, he's got a little more nastiness than Brent Venables. Just just one man's opinion, and I say that in an endearing way. What do you think? You can make your picks, and you get that instant cash of Baza bonus. You got more to play with. Do it if you wish. Mybookie.ag. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere. All right, back at it. Uh, thanks to Jerry. Uh, let's go. Miss Webb Silver Chief. Good morning, gentlemen. Wake up. Kudos to Corey for doing the airplane down Snuggy Hill. Even better than the famous champagne dump, in my humble opinion.
2: Oh well, that's nice. I think you're that is a it's a minority opinion, but I yeah. appreciate that.
1: What's been one of your quote pleasant surprise moments of this glorious season? For me, Miss Web Silver Chief, it's the emergence of Garnet the goldfish and her unwavering support of Seminole Athletics, helping break the rock last Saturday.
2: That was funny, with Jahe. If y'all haven't seen that, uh, Jaheem, the B- Benson's breaking the rock. And Shaheem is holding the goldfish, uh, not holding it, like in the bag with the water in it. He's holding the goldfish swimming around the bag. I think that's I don't I don't know the origin story of that necessarily, other than it's a fan, uh, a student that brought a goldfish. And now it's become like a I don't know, a mascot. But it was funny that he was holding a goldfish in the uh, in the in the locker room for the rock breaking ceremony.
1: How long is you that know? thing going to survive in a bag?
2: How long do goldfish survive? Period. I know. That's what I'm saying. I feel a like, couple of weeks. Yeah.
1: I feel like a bag's not going to help the cause. I wonder. They
2: would be funny if they did them like Ugga at Georgia. <laughs> like, this is what? what's the name of the goldfish? Garnet?
1: Garnet, I guess. Yeah.
2: This is Garnet 3. <laughs> this And then by the time they get to the playoff, it's Garnet 5. That would be funny. Um, yeah. No, I think my, my most pleasant surprise, and it's not really a surprise, it's just a reminder. You know, again, I can't explain how cool it was to see half a stadium in Garnet last week Mm. on the heels of three straight home sellouts against Syracuse, Virginia Tech and Duke. Mm. Like just seeing the energy in this fan base. That's what's been so and I wouldn't say it's a surprise. Maybe three straight home sellouts against those three teams is a surprise. But just the way that they've embraced this team and this program and this coach and these players, that's really cool, man. It's cool to be a part of this. It's a cool, cool to see it up close, I should say, uh, of the fan base rallying around this team and getting excited again because we all lived through uh, the horror show of the turn of the decade.
1: That's the right answer. That's the right answer. I was going to say something else, but no need to add it. Uh, Last one. Winkles don't forget go to wordchant.com join the over under contest if you're a member subscriber win $25 a garden in gold Winkles asks wake up well first says wake up question is which one of you dudes is Florida State's Connor Stallions my money's on Ira he seems pretty shady those are the words on the screen those are not the thoughts of me I love Ira
2: it's a fair question is that the whole question
1: that's it that is it.
2: Ira Ira's all about the binoculars man (laughs) But the thing with IRA that hurts that uh, theory is that IRA's always looking at the Florida State sideline. Mm. so he's not helping in any way. He's not he never looks at the opponent sideline. He's always got his eyes trained at the uh, at the Florida State sideline. I would say honestly Jeff or I would be the shady one. That would, I mean, Jeff's been talking for years about they should have been paying the players and had them on steroids for 20 <laughs> years. Um, so you're, if you're not cheating, you're not trying, right? So know. you know, I would say Jeff is probably the leader in the clubhouse to be like, look, if they're gonna make their signs this legible, where all I have to do is video record every single one of their plays for the whole year and then do a do a cross cross check diagram and then I can dice uh, decipher their plays, that's on them. Mm-hmm. I think Jeff would be of that mindset to say, like, hey hide your hide your signs better coach <laughs> so that's my answer
1: i could sleep well at night doing what connor stallions did for my alma mater you're uh,
2: right why did i say jeff you're the guy yeah you're the guy that would have no problem with that i don't think yeah
1: but then i i feel like i would go to mike and be like listen look at all the stuff i got I'd be like get out of my office never talk to me again and i bet like, dude i'm just trying to help you guys when you get leave
2: Right. Yeah. you got to keep, there's got to be some insulation between you and the head coach and yeah. you would, you would tramp all over that insulation.
1: Yeah. I don't know, yeah. Like Alex Ellis Sammy, or somebody, Hey man, meet me at pots on a Friday night, man. Here's what I got.
2: Yeah. Check it yeah. out. Yep. Abs- yeah. Absolutely. Remember the wakey leaks. <laughs> I know,
1: dude, that was awesome. Guys, uh,
2: go look that up. It's too, it's too convoluted to get into, but the wake forest radio announcer, the color analyst, was giving plays to the opposing teams, literally, like the, the sheet, yeah. like the play yeah. sheet, like the play sheet, because he was mad at the coach, and the, it was termed Wakey Leaks, which is the best nickname of any scandal of all times, <laughs> of all time. It was, it's an incredible. The scandal name is better than the scandal itself, but go look it up. I'm sure it's on Wikipedia. Yeah, you could go look up Wakey Leaks.
1: Is it still called Wikipedia?
2: It might be Wikipedia. Okay. Is it not called Wikipedia? Uh,
1: I think Elon was trying to change its name. Bad joke. Uh, well, bad joke. Bad sorry, bad sorry bad my joke. fault, buddy. I didn't, not your I fault. Didn't follow it. Not your fault. All right, that's a wrap for us. Another week of this program. Who loves you?
2: Have fun in Pittsburgh, man. Go out know. and do something. You got a 3.30 game, so you and Ira can maybe go do some stuff on Friday night. You don't have to be up bright and early. Yeah, I mean, we- I know he'll want to get to the stadium at sunup, but... <laughs> you know, you, you can stay out a little later and go see the town, go to man. Jerome Bettis's restaurant or go walk over the bridge or do something
1: fun. Yeah. I'm mildly buoyed by the fact that, you know, we have a 5 a.m. flight leaving Pittsburgh, but we turn the clocks back an hour. Mm. So, so it's really like, 6 a.m. Mm. Who's Good winning? Call. Who's <laughs> yeah, that's winning? That's right, man. You nailed it. Who's winning? All right. Thanks for listening everybody. Hit the thumbs up on the way out. Five-star rating review. He's Corey. i Thanks for listening to wake up or champ presented by the corner pocket bar and grill.